Hi, I'm Dr. Marcy Reese, and welcome to Gut Matters. We live in a chaotic world. Everyone has stress, whether it's because of finances, relationships, politics, work, our worlds seem to be getting more and more complicated. When you're living with Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, or other gastrointestinal disorders, life carries with it a whole new set of challenges. Gut Matters is more than a podcast. It's a platform to create a community of individuals with gastrointestinal conditions who are striving to get the most out of life. We are going to look at challenges and solutions for navigating issues, We will hear from doctors and others devoted to alleviating the suffering of patients. And together, we can use adversity as a catalyst for growth. In the last episode, we talked about life is stressful, but what makes illness different? Today, we're going to start the discussion about how illness impacts marriage and intimate relationships. To begin that conversation, I'm going to discuss the male-female response to medical crisis. There's a lot of discussion these days about gender identity, and I'm not going to get into all of that. I'm simply going to discuss this with the labels of male and female to make things easy and less complicated. Women generally process problems through speech and dialogue. If you're a typical woman facing a problem, you want to talk about it. You might talk about it with your friends, your family, your coworkers, pretty much anyone who will listen with a supportive ear because that's how you process your experience and figure out solutions. You don't want anyone to necessarily solve your problem. You might, but one of the most important parts for the woman is to just have a sounding board to share, vent, discuss the issues out loud. Men generally process problems internally, in their head. If you're a typical man facing a problem, you want space and time to sort through it and mull it around in your head. When you've processed it enough and found some sort of solution, you'll emerge victorious from your head with the problem and solution at hand. Now, not all women need to talk and not all men need to go internal in their heads. Sometimes it's the reverse and men need to talk and women need to go into their heads. If I had to guesstimate, I would say that it's about an 85-15% split, meaning 85% of women need to talk, 15% of men need to talk, 85% of men need to go internal, 15% of women need to go internal. So how does that work in the context of a relationship, a partnership, a marriage? The famous saying is that opposites attract in relationships, so women who like to talk might end up with quieter men and vice versa. Shouldn't that work out well in the context of illness? Well, not exactly. Let's look at what happens to the dynamic when illness gets thrown into the mix. Let's imagine there's a couple whose child gets sick. There are additional issues if the party getting sick is one of the members of the couple and the dynamic can shift from partners to one of caregiver and care receiver. So let's stick to the scenario where it's a child of a couple who gets sick. And we have mom, let's call her Brenda, behaving like a typical woman, and dad, let's call him Steve, behaving like a typical man. So Brenda needs to talk, and talk, and talk. And this is a serious problem. We know that health is the big stuff. So Brenda needs to talk some more, and then some more, 
And when she's just about done, she needs to talk another couple of times. And then she's really done. Let's look at Dad. Steve needs to withdraw and go in his head. He needs to stay put in his head, withdraw as much as necessary for as long as necessary, until he sorts through it all and feels like he's come up with some kind of solution or plan of action. What does that do to the dynamic between them? Brenda's thinking, this is the time of my greatest need in our whole marriage. I've never needed Steve so much. How can he not be there for me? And what's Steve thinking? Brenda's driving me crazy. Can't she see that I need time to figure this out? I mean, how much more serious of a situation will it take for her to let me have some space to sort through this? As Brenda's leaning in for support, Steve is pulling back for space. She needs him to be present. He needs her to be absent. Their needs completely conflict. And this is about health. We all know this is the big stuff. So how do we manage this dynamic? Well, first of all, we need to understand that this dynamic is totally normal. And it isn't realistic to think that in all crises, husbands and wives or partners are going to be there for each other the way we need them to be. Relationships are built on giving, giving the way your partner needs to receive. We can do that easily when all is going smoothly in life. But when things get stressful, like with the serious illness of a child, crisis hits hard and we go into survival mode. In survival mode, you're in take mode versus give mode. And you know the videos on airplanes in an emergency put your own air mask on first? Well, in crisis, you're putting on your own air mask. You're doing what you need to do to survive, stay above water, and just cope. But your spouse is doing the same thing. You're both in survival mode. Again, you're both in take mode versus give mode. She needs and he needs, and their needs conflict. They're both understandably worrying about themselves and not their partners. The result is that in their time of greatest need, they can't be there for each other. And you know what? That's okay. This is part of why so many marriages and relationships struggle with illness. It's my time of greatest need and my partner isn't there for me. Then what do I need a partner for? How do we manage this dynamic so that partners can get through this crisis successfully? First, understand it and be forgiving. Your partner isn't there for you any more than you're there for them. Forgive them for it and hope they forgive you. Second, you must have your needs met to cope, but you need to be okay with having your needs met by someone other than your partner. If you're the partner who needs to talk to process the situation and you need a sounding board, pick relatives or friends who can fill that role for you. If you're the partner who needs to retreat, respect your needs. Put some language around it to avoid misunderstandings like, I'm really struggling with this and I need some time and space to sort through it. Please understand that my taking space isn't to be hurtful or to not be there for you. I just need it to manage to get some clarity on how to move forward. Then be okay with your partner who needs to talk, choosing friends or family to talk about personal things with. At the end of the day before you go to sleep, both partners need to forgive each other fully for all the mistakes their partner made in trying to cope with their own emotions and not properly addressing yours. To summarize, appreciate that men and women have different coping strategies in the context of illness. 
One person typically needs to lean in and talk, and the other typically needs to retreat into their heads. They won't be able to meet each other's needs in their time of greatest challenge, and that's really okay. The keys are to get your needs met, put language around your needs so there aren't misunderstandings, forgive each other for shortcomings each night before you go to sleep, and have compassion around your partner doing what he or she needs to do to get their own needs met to manage the crisis. Thank you for listening. Please hit subscribe and leave me feedback. If you would like to work with me to help you manage your chronic illness, please reach out to me directly at drmarcyreese at gmail.com. That's D-R-M-A-R-C-I-R-E-I-S-S at gmail.com. My goal is to use this podcast to help you. I don't want anyone with gastrointestinal disease to feel alone. So let me know what topics you would like to hear about. And let's keep talking because gut matters.